You're with Julian on the Brown Note and a latest look at Ukraine. What Putin has done most wrong, in my opinion, well, other than invading a country, but um, what he's done tactically the most wrong and a look at the sanctions. Um, what he's done the most wrong is timing. I I think it's fairly well established that the uh, the American branch of the um, Putin government is called the Republican Party. So he's uh, like the, the 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 right now are so polarized in their view of everything in the world that they will side with anyone who is against Biden. So they will never ever promote America against Russia if they feel that they're promoting Biden. So we've seen all the um, Fox News regulars come out in in basically supporting Russia as much as they can do. Um, we know that Trump was Putin's favoured person in office because he was likely to do nothing by way of sanctions towards Russia um, and that he would receive much more favourable treatment, but also because he knew the country would be run so badly, it would have been a great example to his own people not to follow American-style democracy. And that's part of Brexit too. The idea that these countries have unfettered democracy and look at the state of them, look at how bad everything has gone wrong, look at the choices they've made. It bolsters China and Russia to look at Brexit and Trump. So the biggest mistake that Putin has made is we've got the midterm elections in November and the Republicans desperately want to win the House back. Um, they want their, their entire modus operandi for ever since by, uh, Obama was elected is that their job is to oppose the Democrats. It doesn't matter if it's for the good of the country or anything at all, they will oppose every single piece of legislation that has come from the Democrats, and that's their sole job. So I don't understand why he fought the war now. If he'd have fought the war in, say, he'd launched it in August, this would have been dragging the Republicans through to the elections, higher fuel prices, Fuel prices going up impact the entire economy because they make everything more expensive. The delivery of everything is more expensive. So it impacts everything in the economy, making the cost of living higher. And the cost of the fuel pump is a very uh, safe indication of the cost of living going up. So why did he do it now? He's done it now, and in my opinion, the war will likely be over in a month. It will probably not be going in two months. It might, but I don't think so. This was never going to be a long-term war, I don't think. I think, you know, 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 chances that it will be over within the next two months. That will make Biden, going into the midterms, look very strong on the world stage, very well-defined, and the prices of everything will recede that's great for the democrats so why did he do it now why would he not have done it several months down the road when he could have probably won the republicans back the houses it's a strange decision he's made i don't think the guy's an idiot i do think he would have thought about these things so it doesn't make any i mean it, he would have known if the, the republicans had got back in that he would have probably faced far less censure from the United States and from the world in general. So it does seem odd that he seems to have done it in a time frame that will help the Democrats in America the most. The other thing is sanctions. Now, um, 
we're hearing a lot about the how sanctions of everyone from you know athletes, sporting events, billionaires, businesses, and and it, you know all of this stuff is being sanctioned by the West um, because we're never going to send troops in to Ukraine. Um, now, I've spent the last 10 years supporting the BDS movement, which launched in 2005 the Boycott, Divestment and Sanctions Movement, a Palestinian-focused organisation that is trying to invoke apartheid-era South Africa, boycotts, sanctions and, and divestment, which means, you know, pulling your money out of businesses that are engaged in the West Bank or Gaza Strip or profiteering from what the State of Israel is doing. I have listened to many, many people, even up to the likes of Tom York and Nick Cave, say that these sanctions don't work. They, you know, well, it seems the same people are pretty confident they work in Ukraine. All of the people that have been pro-Israel and, and said that none of these boycotts or sanctions work, they just harm the wrong people. Why have, you know, an ed academic boycott? Why boycott the concerts? Why, you know, any of this stuff they've said doesn't work and it hurts the wrong people. They all seem to think it's a really good idea with Ukraine. How come? The boycott, divestment and sanctions movement against Israel should, in the long run, be the premier reason why this apartheid ends. It was the reason why apartheid ended in South Africa. The, it began in the early 80s with songs like Free Nelson Mandela and grew into a global force of um, making it very embarrassing to do business with South Africa. We had the Mandela Day concert at the end of the 90s and two years later I think we had a second Mandela Day concert where apartheid had ended and Nelson Mandela was in the crowd at Wembley Arena. Laugh all you want at Live Aid 80s sanctimonious rock and roll stars. The fact that they actually had Nelson Mandela in the audience two years later was a very moving thing. And the amount of embarrassment the sanctions and the cultural boycott of South Africa caused just made it not, not a, good, a good look to do business with South Africa. It had more impact on ending apartheid than anything else. Now... Will it work in Ukraine? No. And there are two very good reasons. By From the start of the 80s when the apartheid uh, movement was attacked by these anti-apartheid protesters through music and concerts and academic boycotts and business boycotts and so on, about eight years went by before it ended. The BDS movement against Israel has been going since 2005. These are long-term projects. Sanctions only work over a very long period of time. I don't envisage the war in Ukraine lasting a year at all. I envisage it lasting a month or two uh, more. I think we're already over the halfway point. I could be wrong. Look at Afghanistan. I could be wrong. I just don't think so. So I don't think there's anything like the time frame. And secondly, you can, you can install sanctions against countries like Israel and South Africa because they aren't world global superpowers. When your country is one of the world's biggest producers of fuel, the sanctions aren't going to work long term because the West is feeling the pinch. So there's two reasons of why the sanctions against Ukraine won't work. There is nowhere near the time frame for them to bite and they're biting us equally hard by the increased costs of living. 
So I just don't think that there's any hope for them working. I mean, it's a good way. It's a it's a fine it's a fine thing morally, um, but it has thrown up a lot of um, hypocrisy about how the Western wars have never faced anything like this. I don't think that it you know I don't think the sanctions should stop, but we're paying for it as well. Uh, and there's just nowhere near enough time for it to have any impact.